Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. It's so good to talk to you today. Hey, it's just me today. I'm solo. It is the Tiffy show for sure today. And um, here we go. So I'm going to start this off because um, I'm just going to say this. You know that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical worker. I respect everyone that is in this field, especially after preparing for the show. I'm not a politician at all. Oh, my goodness. I'd lean more to it being a singer than I would be a politician. Um, I am not a psychologist at all. But I do have an opinion, and I do want to bring you facts. And that's what I'm doing today. Um, trying to determine in this national lethal pandemic, what to talk about on your podcast, that I want just lifestyle and happy, and that always isn't the case. So coming up with topics, you know, if you can have guests on here, you can just talk and have, you know, a lot of education in one show. But when you're talking about controversial topics, I just want to stick to the facts. Now, I'm going to give you some of my opinions and some of my emotions and beliefs on this COVID-19. And there it is. I said it. I think um, five months ago or four months ago, Paul and I discussed not, we're not going to talk about this anymore. It's not an option. It's not an option. Um, this virus is winning right now and um, we need to get this under control. And I, I feel certain we will. So I've been thinking and observing for a few weeks now, wondering if I should talk about this. And like I said, I'm not qualified, but um I'm qualified to be a human. Um, thinking and observing and watching the world right now where we are. And I, first of all, we all have to come together. I mean, we all have to work together. Um, I'm going to touch on the mask because there's so much controversy on wearing a mask. Guys, wear a mask. I mean, wear a mask now. The CDC says if you're two years old and below, you don't have to wear a mask, okay? So there's that. I have done research for this podcast through the World Health Organization, Texas government, national government, and the CDC. So this is where my information is coming other than my own personal. So all of these, all of these platforms, all of these websites are saying wear a mask, people. I don't understand why it's such a problem. I, I, I don't, and please, I'm sure you'll let me know, but, but I just don't understand. It's for our health and the health of each other. We need to protect each other, and especially those that are at risk, For cer uh, certainly. You know, and there's so many layered questions. There's so many myths, and there's so many fallacies. So I'm going to bring something up that we have hit on the show before, and that's fake news. And how do you determine if it's fake news? I mean, there's a lot out there. It is, it is so unbelievable. And three people living in my home right now, different ages, getting news from different sources with three different, totally different opinions are facts. I mean, air quote facts. And um, it's amazing to me. And it's amazing because I think what I've observed is we're empowered by fake news. We're empowered by it. We are, we believe it and it feels good or it scares us. It puts fear in us, perhaps. 
if we disbelieve, for example, Greg, and I'm not picking on Greg, I'm just using his him as an example, but if he gives me news at the end of the day, he will rush in and tell me, and my first question to him every time is, what's your news source? What is your news source? And if it's the top three that I just, four I just talked about, I, I lend to believe it, but I find myself chastising right away, like, that's not true. What's your news source, as I said? And how do we determine the difference between fake and real news? That's, that's my question. Are we vulnerable to propaganda and misinformation? Are we? Do you know the definition of propaganda? And, and some of this I'm reading to you today because I want to get it just as Webster has it. Propaganda information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. So I, want, I would like to remove the word political because I want to keep that out of this podcast today um, because I do not like to dabble in even talking about something that's so, um, so passionate to everyone. Everyone has an opinion um, and their opinion means so much to them. So I don't get into that at all. But propaganda, I mean, I would even say to publicize or a particular cause. All right. So let's say cause. So are we seeing propaganda regarding COVID? Are we? Or is it fake news? Which is it? Hmm. There's a couple of schools thoughts here. Um, sometimes we believe fake news or propaganda to prove our opinions and confirm our beliefs. So there's that. There's, that's it, to confirm it. The other side, I think it's a lack of intelligence. It's a lack of intelligence, and I'm so sorry those that I'm offending, but it's a lack of intelligence that challenging what they're reading you can't determine what's right or wrong. You don't have the intelligence or the patience to tear down the propaganda. Does that make sense? So you either promote it or you don't listen to it. That's, that's just my personal opinion. You know, fear, and when I do hear propaganda and I do hear fake news, I do have this fear. And if you back up a few weeks, we had a fear podcast and, a, and an anxiety podcast. And very powerful to many people that I've heard because we are living in fear right now. Um, I asked some people, are you afraid of getting COVID? And the majority of my friends and community say, no, they're not afraid of catching COVID. They are indeed afraid of spreading to a loved one that's compromised. If someone's compromised with a heart, lung disease, um, if they're diabetic, um, if they have asthma, back to the lung disease, yes, they're compromised. So my fear is spreading it. I mean, I go to Central Market or Whole Foods, and you better know that I have a mask on, people, just saying. But I worry about the precious man that's walking with a cane that has no fear, that probably has served our country in wars. And I worry about transferring it to him if I'm that person that's asymptomatic. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But I do worry about that. And that's our responsibility. I mean, socially, that is your responsibility is to protect. Is that right? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm really baffled. Um, 
I was in Austin last week and, um, and I haven't heard, okay, I've heard this. I haven't read it per se, but there is a mandate on masks in Austin. Okay. There is a hefty fine. I understand it's $2,000. So let's not put that in writing, but I understand it's a hefty, hefty uh, fine for masks. And I saw two gentlemen walking down my street um, Thursday evening, so proud they were not wearing masks, so proud. And I, I didn't shame them. I didn't, you know, that's, that's irresponsible. But I just, I just thought, why in the world would you do this? Why would you put myself at risk? I mean, I'm 55, 54. We're not real sure <laughs> where I am. But I mean, I'm certainly at the end of the spectrum because I could be at risk. And so it's just kind of a slap in the face to people that really don't want to comply. You know, which brings me to doing the right thing. And we talked about doing the right thing um, last week on the podcast with Sarah Darby. And doing the right thing, are you all amazed when you do turn on a television show, uh, a television news platform and you do happen to see, and this is not just one platform, this is many, the number of people that are gathering, not 10 or less, not 10 or less, hundreds. And, you know, I, this, this is coming off extremely negative, but People, you've got to stop this. I mean, if we would have, I mean, we locked our country down. I mean, we couldn't go to work, many of us, unless you were, unless you were essential. We couldn't enjoy our life as we knew it. And we were locked down. And do y'all think sometimes that the lockdown, was it worth it? Paul, I'm going to bring you in on this, my producer, Paul. The lockdown, you remember when we started, and Paul and I have been together since 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 this pandemic began in January, but in March when when we were it was trickling in, they were shutting schools down. The three the months that we were shut down in Texas, do you think it was worth it? What do you think? I mean, how how do how, what are you hearing? Worth it? I I don't know. I've kind of I'm kind of conflicted on the entire thing because obviously it didn't do anything because we're doing everything now as if it's not around, except for the little things that we've put in place like masks and social distancing that may or may not be followed. But also I look at it from a safety standpoint of my family and I'm like, okay, I don't like it, but I understand why they would do it. But also from a business standpoint, I mean, it's closing a lot of businesses down. Horrible. I mean, it's, this is, a very scary time for people. So I think that business owners like myself, like yourself, like any of the entrepreneurs out there, it's kind of like, yes, I want to keep, you know, my family safe and myself safe, but what do I do? Right. I mean, this is what I've put my life into. Mm -hmm. And then now that life is gone. So what do we do? Right. That's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like this double-edged sword. We stay inside and we're safe, but we lose our business. Right. Or we go out and risk it. Mm -hmm. It is so. It's, it's just such a conflicted topic because I, this is my opinion. I don't believe that we're getting the help. If we're going to close everything down, I think there needs to be something in place to help the people not just go homeless. Exactly. 
but there there's you know there was a stimulus check for some and things like that but if you're going to close down a country there has to be something set in place for that right otherwise people won't close things down right people won't do that because that's if this if that's the only way that i can make money to feed my family right it's fight or flight right you know and and i am in my family, we are following guidelines. We are. Um, we're wearing masks. I do. We do go out and support business for sure. We are dining because the restaurants are open, and we only dine where there is there the stringent policies in place. Some of the places we go, you take a temperature. Some of the places go, you have hand sanitizers. Others, you have mat. You obviously have to wear a mask, but we only frequent those types of places. Um, you know, and I feel horrible because I think you and I both have friends that are bar owners and that went out of control. That was again, and I am so sorry. My heart bleeds for restaurateurs. I mean, many people, everyone, I'm not for just one category, but the bars, because what happened there? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know this. There's, there's so much conflicting information. Exactly. I mean, it's Fake nothing news. but conflicting information. You know, it's like you close down bars, but you keep bars inside of restaurants open. There's not much of a difference. I well, mean, and I think that is the, the food. If you're, and yeah. I get the food side, but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of people. It's exactly. I, I like. There's just so many things. It's it, it's a lot of. I, I don't know. It's kind of a sensitive subject because I do have so many friends that work in the service industry that are out of work because, you know, if, if they can't market as 51% food sales, then they're completely shut down. But then they go to a restaurant, the same people will go to a restaurant and spend hours there at the bar because they sell 51% food. I, it's, it's just, it's, right. it's a crazy time because what do we listen to? What do we like, you know, and there are people having pool parties and things like that. Does COVID not go there? Right. Like, is there like a gate on right. the door that Wouldn't says that nice? into the pool, <laughs> this is a COVID free zone. So I, it's, it's so like, why don't we just either close it all or open it all? Mm -hmm. It's like, what do we do? You know, you know, Paul, and I think, I think too, and I've just done this through observation and then talking to people that actually are own restaurateurs or bar owners. And, um, it is, it is, you just have to make sure that you are following the guidelines and, you know, in a bar you have, um, a, a certain age group that's there. And I do know when I was in my twenties, I was bulletproof. I, I do know that. And, and, you know, I think there's that. Um, I think that how can you social distance in a bar? Now I do know, like, for example, we were at Pacific table last night, you, that bar there's, you are six feet apart. You, you are distanced. It's, but it's not a bar that you're going to go and True. Pick up chicks. Well, right. Well, and, and you know, Not that I, I've I do seen, that, but. well, I mean, yeah, it yeah. depends on the type of day, <laughs> but, uh, I've oh, seen God. places that, you know, will close down tables in between other yes. tables. I think that the biggest frustration for people like bar owners is that flights 
are full capacity. Mm -hmm. You're literally inches away from people, mm -hmm. but that's being able to be open. Mm -hmm. I think that's the frustration is because there are a lot of contradictions going on. It's like, let's close down bars because people are irresponsible, but let's put people six inches away from each other on an airplane mm -hmm. at full capacity. That's what I think is causing so much frustration. It's because if bars are closed down, where things can be, can, I say in quotations, mm -hmm. can be controlled a bit more than six inches from somebody on an airplane. I think that's a huge frustration issue and a huge point of anger for people because it's like, well, why us? Right. You know, all these restaurants or sure. bars are so upset that they're closed down because other things that are just as bad, if not worse, are open. Yeah. And you know, the, um, so... I'm going to talk, I have a list of, of uh, facts and fallacies, but facts, um, you know, speaking and your droplets, you're, you know, you're, you're pushing and in a bar, if you, I mean, is everyone wearing masks? I was just in a bar. I went in a restaurant that was 51%, but there, it, it was a, a heavy bar scene for a place in Austin. And they were all wearing masks, just standing there talking and they'd lift and, but it was a restaurant with a bar. So they were following the rules. They were following the rules. I think they had to make them sit down at the table or have a, have a seat at the table. But I was just thinking, okay, this is so strange. But on an airplane, you're really not talking. I guarantee you no one's talking to each other. So, but you have to wear a mask the whole time. So, you know, and it is, I can't imagine again, my heart, your heart bleeds for the, the owners this is Put life's money, life savings into these things. You know, what's interesting when you say about droplets, um, I have a doctor friend of mine that he does a podcast and he was talking about that in a smallest of cases that a droplet, let's say someone sneezes, mm -hmm. right? And it catches the right wind. Mm -hmm. It could literally, this is, this is all a fact based on research that he did. This isn't just like, oh, I'm going to make something up. This mm -hmm. isn't fake news type stuff. This is what he was talking about. He said it could literally travel a mile and still infect somebody. Oh my. So when you think about something like that, because that, I mean, that's a crazy yeah. lottery yeah. type circumstance, sure. but if it catches the right wind, those droplets don't disappear. Mm -hmm. Those droplets travel. I mean, it's kind of like if you think about things, that's why they were so worried like in World War II with the with the the bomb, the atom bomb and things. I mean, it, that just goes so Dispersed, far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it hurt a lot of things. Bring it back to here. That makes so much sense. And it's just like, great. Now what do we do? Right. It's just so crazy. Like, right. And I get the fear. I do get the fear. But it's this just it's just like the whole world is just crumbling in I certain know. areas. I know. Well, it's unfortunately, it's just like I said when I started. I'm afraid it's winning right now, but we're gonna get it. We're, we are. We are going to get it. It's just. Oh, I mean, you know, I just, I do, I do sit back and think. Yikes! I just want our freedom back. I just want our livelihood back. And when. You know, I agree. And I think one of the saddest things about all this is um, my fiance is a teacher, right? And a counselor and um, the domestic violence mm -hmm. has gone up Oh gosh! and the Animals. calls to protective services for children, child protective services have gone way down. And what that tells you is that the teachers 
were the ones that were seeing these things with these kids and protecting these children. So that just breaks my heart to think that these kids are in situations and circumstances with mm-hmm. people that are unstable. Right. And not and that's just be before COVID. Now that COVID has set in, it's just like, oh, I just my heart bleeds for these people, these women, these men, in some cases, oh, sure. children that are in a situation that they literally can't get out of right. because they're that freedom in mm-hmm. quotations has sure. been taken away. Yeah, at the, I mean, the abuse of emotional abuse, the mental abuse, and the physical abuse. Even on, on, on ourselves. Oh. I mean, this isolation, you know, isolation in a world that isn't supposed to be isolated mm-hmm. is rough. Why do you think they have isolation in, in prisons? I mean, because that's not a place you want to be. Right. Punishment. That, that, is, that is absolute punishment. And it, it, it's, I think that people's mentalities and mindsets are being skewed in a way that is, is bringing a lot of people down to that hopeless feeling. And I think that it just exactly what you said at the very beginning is we have to work together and check on our friends and mm-hmm. check on our family and check on the people that are around and create things that can bring us together mm-hmm. because this isn't over. I don't think it's close to being over, but we have to lift up the people that are struggling wow. in this. That's so true. You know, back to the fake news, I um, I have to, I, of course, I am, I am guilty as charged for listening because I had a friend. Now, I searched all over from January 2020 to yesterday on all of these sites. So I had a friend tell me, hey, Tiffy. It's coming out. It's going to hit the press. If you take Pepsid, if you take Pepsid, that will cure COVID. Okay, who went and bought 20 bottles of Pepsid about four months ago? I did. They're still on my shelf. That stuff is nasty. But um, I, I bought it, and, and I went to one store, and they didn't have it. So I went, it must be true. It must be true. All right, so there was certainly that. The amount of supplements I have purchased from different physicians and documentaries and websites. I mean, it's crazy. So again, saying that something is going to cure it, I want to protect my family. Well, I'll try it. I'll try anything to protect my family and protect myself. You know, and I I want to so desperately remove this from my family and fear friends, you know, and um so again, I was in Austin last week and let me tell you, Paul knows this because he was in Austin a, a couple of years ago with me and the allergies are horrendous. Just saying they're so bad. It's so hard to go there. It My is. head feels like it's going to explode yeah. and that's the worst place to be when this stuff happens. <laughs> I know. I so, can't even sneeze. Like my eyes will cry um, because I, I I try to hold in a sneeze and I feel like those the cartoons oh. where your eyes bug out. Oh, last <laughs> week. So I went on Wednesday. I get there, everything's cool. I I get to the I get to the house at night and and I'm starting to get sick. I'm just like, I'm so sick. I'm on my throat. I call my daughter. She's I'm FaceTiming. Her. She's like, what's wrong with you? And she, I went, I'm sick. She's like, <gasps> of course, we're all freaking out. Okay, so I'm sick. That's it. I've got it. I know I have it. So the next morning I wake up. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Okay. After I took Walfed. And so then that night, the second night, the same thing happened, the same symptoms. And I am I am certain I'm taking my temperature, didn't have a temperature. Then I leave Austin to come back to Fort Worth. Hey, y'all, I'm fine. I am just fine. <laughs> but the allergies, but it's that fear. I mean, you have a tickle in your throat or last night I couldn't stop sneezing. And I'm like, that's it. 
That's it, right? Everybody's going I've through this. I got the COVID. I That's got it. the Rona. I know Rona's here. So, you know, every time I, and I, I have, and I, I'm not sure. I, I think I said this about three weeks ago. I'm going to stop watching my news source at night that I'm kind of addicted to. It's a lullaby, but I don't sleep. So this is probably a problem. But you know what? Every single, I find that every single news story, not every single one, at the end, they get a little more lighthearted, but the news stories are all about they seem angry and they seem like they're blaming. They want to blame someone. Um, it, it, it's almost like, are y'all excited to see us in fear, like the media? And I, I hate that because journalists, I respect you so much, but I don't know if it's just right now everything's catching on fire and it's just keep, keeping us all scared and fear-driven. And we know what fear does. I mean, we have to blame someone for our fear. And I just wish that we could definitely not have that part of this whole pandemic. I, I, but I don't, I have no idea how to, how to move past that. So let me tell you about a friend of mine um, that actually was diagnosed. Mm. Excuse me. I've <clears throat> known a few people diagnosed. One friend, no symptoms, nothing. Lost his sense of smell. I mean, taste. That's it. That's it. All right. That's it. Was tested positive. So I have another friend that got sick, um, gosh, I don't even, probably April, around April. And it was on a Sunday afternoon, got sick and started testing herself for, um, with, I'm going to say this correctly, I, remember I'm not a doctor, an oximeter. And this basically monitors the oxygen. So it also, you know, your heart rate, your blood oxygen to your brain. So from what I gather, 96 to 100 was normal. Uh, also does his, uh, does your pulse rate. So he started checking and it started going down, going down, going down. So I went to the hospital. They sent him back and, um, because the symptoms weren't there exactly, but then went back to the hospital a couple of days later and had pneumonia diagnosed with pneumonia, had a fever, 102, um, put him in the hospital immediately, um, had a headache the entire time when he got to the hospital. So this is interesting to me. And it, you know, when I was hearing the story and him explaining this to me, I was kind of like, and if I'm so sorry if I don't get this accurately, but it's semi accurately, but the amount of oxygen, for example, he was given two liters of oxygen a day, the first day, the next day, four liters, the next day, five liters, the sixth day, more liters of oxygen, just kept adding more and more oxygen. So on day two and three, his dad is a physician. So his dad was calling the hospital and just saying, you've got to give him on the trial. You have to get him on the trial, get him on the trial. Now, mind you, his significant other was tested positive with no symptoms. She had a little sniffle, nothing. Okay. You've got one person in the hospital, literally he said he was afraid to go to sleep that he thought he might die. Okay. So his dad wanted him on the trial drug. And again, this is a trial drug. This is a true story. Remdesivir. And they finally agreed to do this study and have him part of this study. The question he was telling me was like, you don't know if it's actually the placebo or the medicine. But when he got it, within two days, two days, he was immediately better. He turned the corner. Turn the corner. Okay. Now, 
I'm just giving you what they, what he told me actually factually happened. And I don't, I hear this, there's no cure. There's no vaccine. There's nothing, there's nothing you can take, but he took it. Okay. On the eighth day in the hospital, they got him out of bed and he had to learn to walk all over again. He had IV, oxygen, walk around the COVID unit. They sent him home on the ninth day and one week after out of the being out of the hospital, he was back to normal. So what is going on with that? That I, I'm just so curious and I do want to hear from you. Does anyone know anything about this? I've done some research, but again, it's not my sources that I trust. Now I trust my friend, but was it a coincidence that he got better in two days or not? Because th- it varies on how long this lasts. I do know 14 days is when uh, another friend of mine, she pet tested po- positive and then 15 days later she was negative. So it's just kind of interesting, this whole phenomenon, because there's not a vaccine. I saw on the news last night that Oxford University is getting pretty close. They're doing a lot of research on the vaccine. You know, and then I asked people, would you take the vaccine? And it's either a no or a yes, or obviously some people just steer in the, I'm like a deer in a headlight when people ask me, because I don't know. I do not know. Paul, would you take the vaccine? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't. I, be, I mean, honestly, to, to, to tell you the absolute truth, I don't get a flu shot. Do you not? I don't. I'm not judging because I have always done that. And I swear it was because my sister told me, which is health in healthcare, to do it. But I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago and she said, no, don't do that. So I, I don't know. But then when I, I go to haven't. doctor, when I go to the doctor, they go, have you had your flu shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't get sick. I, I haven't gotten sick in years. I probably only get sick once a year, actually. And it's kind of a couple of day thing, and then I'm good. I just, it, it, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, I'm sorry, it is a crapshoot when it mm-hmm. comes to the the flu shot. So all the vaccination stuff is, is, it's not like it's polio vaccination. I mean, this is a vaccination that we're not sure about. No joke. And that's what scares me, because what are the long-term effects on this vaccination that we don't know about? You know, it's kind of like there are a lot of things that have come out recently in just the healthcare world, like, you know, in health and beauty and all these things. It's like, yeah, this is so great for you right now. But what about in 20 years? Does my body going to crumple up? Is am I going to lose feeling in my arms? Like you just you just don't know. Don't there know. hasn't been enough time. You know how long it took people to or for them to create a flu vaccine? Right. I mean, right. So long. I mean, oh, I know, and that's what scares me. So, would I take it? I don't know. I would need a lot of data oh, and yeah. proof and science behind it. Otherwise, I would be scared. Right. You know, I want to. I've been begging my sister. She's a healthcare provider. She's a doctor, and she's she has um sorry nurse practitioner, and she. I beg beg her to come in, but she's so busy. I'm not going to bother y'all. You're a little busy. You're out there on the front line. But, you know, when I ask her these questions, she has, she was saying, well, we have, we, you know, we have a vaccine for the flu. Oh my gosh, really? And she knows exactly how long we have it. Paul and I are just guessing that we, well, we do know we have one, but that's, that's what you have here today. We are just talking about this for sure. So, you know, I go back to, um, I go back to when this began. So 
when I did hear the word seven month pandemic, I was going, wait, it's just, it's July. We're just in month seven. So it started in January, but I didn't take it seriously. So I heard about it on the news. I heard it was in China and, and, uh, my husband was like frustrated with the whole situation. And my husband is very good at explaining to me what's going on or what he thinks is going on. Um, no, he really does. He, he does a great job and it goes over my head so much. So sometimes I just shut down, but, um, there's a tendency to go political on me, but, um, I just remember the first time it hit me, you know, we were, um, going on spring break and I've said this on the show before I was taking Kennedy and her friends, sorority sisters over to Cabo and, we were, it was the day before we left and they said, oh my goodness, some of those schools in the Northeast have shut down. And I looked at those girls and I said, girls, TCU, mark my word, will never close. Okay. So let's just, and I said it and they're like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so cool if we had an extra spring break week? I mean, it, wouldn't that just be so cool? Well, now they all have online classes, the majority of them in the fall. They're teaching themselves. I do appreciate the professors that are Zooming and helping and doing so much and the school teachers that are helping. But for the most part, these kids are responsible for their learning. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy world. And who knew March 8th I would be sitting here saying this. I mean, had no idea our world would turn up, upside down like this. But, um, you know, just after that, riding the storm slowly shutting our, our phases down, our state down. And I remember sending Paul and my team text watching TV and, and the governor slowly, slowly shutting the down, setting down. And then remember when we were on the upswing again, we got our gyms back, we got our dining facilities back, we got our shopping back. We didn't have to just shop online. And then we went out into the world and everyone was a different person. I go into the grocery store and I honestly, it's almost like we're so afraid of each other. I mean, in the grocery store, it's so odd to me. And we're so worried about crossing boundaries. And But then there's those of us that are not worried about crossing boundaries. You know, I mean, that's what we need to think through. But the days of hugging, I just can't wait to hug. I mean, you, you know, and you feel so bad. I mean, I, I like, go up to hug and I'm like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to, hug. I didn't mean anything by it. And it, and again, it's a boundary and I, I may be contradicting myself, but it's, it's tough. It's, it's very, very tough. And who knows where I'm watching my friend that just, she went to California. She and her husband are moving there. They have moved there. Um, Stephanie Perry, I had her a few weeks on ago on, and she was going out to set up her home just a little bit. She was coming back to Texas and she, um, she got ill, not with COVID at all, but she had to stay out there. And she was telling me how California's shutting down. They've shut the state down again, but here we are in Florida. So we're, you know, all of us here on the, the outer borders, we have, we're hotspots people. We are hotspots. And we're not doing the same thing. It's just so odd how from state to state, we're not doing the same thing. And my goodness, what I would not want to be, I mean, I love being your podcaster, but I would not want to be a politician because darn if you do, darn if you don't. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. You are making no one happy and it just breaks my heart. It's like Paul said earlier, you know, the policies are just seem so different from, from industry to industry and how does, how does the government, local, state and national government control that? And it's just so incredibly, so incredibly 
difficult. I just I just can't even find the words. Had my grandchildren this weekend. Um, Ava is twelve and Pearson ten, and um, they spent the weekend with me. And you know, I was I'm that grandmother that will we're going to go here and we're going to get ice cream. We're going to do that. We're going to go to the bakery. We're going to do this and we're going to cook. We're going to go out, go swimming. And I found myself Friday going, what are we going to do? I mean, what are we going to do? So I'm making a grocery list. Well, we can eat. I know we can eat. We can cook in my house. And um, certainly didn't want to put the kiddos at risk. We left the house one time as a family, but, um, I was so worried, y'all. I was so worried about what we were going to do all weekend. And let me tell you something that is sobering. My grandchildren didn't complain one time because they're used to staying home. They were so happy to get a change of scenery from their home to my home that it just, it actually just breaks my heart that that's where they are. And I told them on, they left yesterday and I said, I'm so sorry. I mean, it just wasn't that exciting of a weekend and I'm so sorry. I just wish, I just wish that, you know, I could wrap you up and I could take you on vacation and go to the library. And they're like, it's okay. This is the way it is. But my granddaughter did make this sign. And I know most of you can't see it, but I'm going to sh- hang it, show it for, you can hardly see it because she put it in highlighter. But what it says, it was so cute. She put it on my front por- front door and it says, wear a mask so we can have a normal life again, please. I mean, is that out of the mouths of babes? I mean, now if one of us would have said that, <laughs> we'd have been in trouble. But out of a 12 year old's mouth, just I could just tell she just wants to go on vacation. She wants to go to camp. she That's what she wants to do. She wants to go back to school, people. Now, I'm not sure about you, but, you know, when I was in elementary school, I wasn't really necessarily wanting to go back to school. But these children are wanting to go back to school. And Paul, your son, well, how's how's he feeling about all this? Because he's been he's been homeschooled for since March. Yeah, um, he. He's a great kid, so he doesn't complain really a lot. I don't think they're complaining. No, no. Well, I know he misses his friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, he's got a girlfriend and he... he How right now? <laughs> I, I know. Right? But it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's hard for kids because it was, you know, I, I, I'm not a big proponent of homeschooling just because I think it kind of can uh, limit some of the social interactions that kids need 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 i'm not saying it's bad for everybody i'm just saying I, I i wouldn't personally do it just because i think that they need that social interaction with other people and i think that they need conflict you know and that teaches them conflict resolution sure you know if there's a bully and they do something wrong i'm not saying that's great but i'm saying it's great for them to understand how to combat life instances so I think that's hard for him because now he's just around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we butt heads sometimes. Sure. And I think that it can, I'm trying to get him to be more productive because he's going into high school this year. Oh my gosh. Right. I mean, think about the seniors, you know, we had a, we had a whole podcast about that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about that and my, he's, he's okay, but I know that it's like his brain is slowed down mm-hmm. because it's not constant homework, right. constant direction, constant. Because I think kids structure. need that. Structure. Uh, kids have to have structure in my mind. Absolutely. And I know you're the same way. Oh, 
kids have to have structure and this lack thereof is kind of putting this lethargic attitude in my kid at least mm -hmm. because it's just like well i you know i don't have the next class to go to right so what do i do i i think it's this is very hard on the kids but i think the, our kids are super resilient mm -hmm. and i think this is harder on parents especially oh, yeah. that have to have to homeschool when they don't that's not what they, they ever wanted that's not to their do deal. Mm -hmm. right? right so i mean this is a rough time for not only kids parents businesses everyone everyone yeah it was amazing to me that the kids were just so fine with just being there with us. and They're so understanding. Uh, My kid has never said, oh, I don't want to wear a mask or this. I'm, no. Like okay. the kids just do it. Okay. Yeah. They're just just I, do it. Just do it. I know. So it's interesting. It's interesting because I guess maybe we know too much too. I don't, I don't know. But I was so amazed and I love you, Avon Pearson, because you just, you warm my heart with how resilient you are and how... Uh, yeah, we, I mean, you get frustrated and everything. Hey, too many cookies. I mean, but it, I'm just so impressed. I, I'm impressed with my daughter that's 21. And she found out and was very sad that all of her classes are senior year, the first part of her senior year are online. And she misses her girlfriend. She misses her sorority. And oh my goodness, we're going to do a podcast on sorority recruitment. Boy, that's, that is crazy. But, um, you know, the phases, I'm going back to the phases, I, you know, being shut down and, my husband loves to eat out. The man eats out every single day. Well, there was about three months he didn't. Um, and he felt so cooped up. And it was right when he retired, you know, he's retiring and just wants to go out and, and have his life, you know. Kennedy's first, 21st birthday in April. You know, it, it's, you know, the, the, the question is, it. I don't even know where we are now. Are we six or less in a gathering or 10 or less in a gathering? And, you know, the, it's... The social responsibility is um, just like I was talking about in the grocery store that I feel so socially responsible. We had a family gathering. Um, our family, we rented a home in Marble Falls away from everyone, and we had no symptoms. My sister was there, healthcare provider, um, and we were all safe. But when we came back, this is so crazy to me, and I don't understand, but I do understand. It's been broken down for me. So so we decided as a family to go ahead and get tested again or to get tested. We've had the antibody test. So we decided to get tested. So we called our doctor, said the three of us want to get tested, and they said no. And I'm like, but what if we have it and we're spreading it? And what are your symptoms? I don't have any symptoms. Have you been around anyone with COVID? You tell me. I don't know. Um, do you have a fever? No. Well, we can't test you. You can apply for this on home. Now, this was a month ago, probably, so things may have changed. You can apply for this at-home test. So then I asked my friend, like, so how are these people just going these drive-bys? I mean, are they symptom? And they said, well, they may fib. Sorry, I said it. Are you fibbing? But the doctor said that there's the test you want, they want to not test everyone because the test, you want to save it for the people that actually need it. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But I was just trying to like going, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to be in front of Paul. I don't want to go to the gym. I, I don't want to make sure that I have it. If I have it, I'm, I'm quarantined for 14 days, but who knows? Okay. So there was my rant on that. I was just kind of like, hmm, you know, the thought of testing 
sends chills up my spine, not the process, just, <laughs> just going, okay, I've got to sit in one spot for 14 days. These children can, can do it, but Tiffy can't do it. No way. I mean, I'd have to figure out some other things. So, so I'm going to take a minute to talk to you about, um, some facts. All right. So again, I told you it came from the Texas government, CDC, the world health organization. So this was my three, um, different, um, websites for information. I'm just going to go through a few of these because, um, we can read, you can all read, I know it, but people actually said, you know, you have a community, so we want to hear of this. So, um, the question was, can you contract the disease from a package in the mail? And it says it's through respiratory droplets. And so it's highly unlikely that you would do that. So that word highly unlikely, I'm like, was it yes or no? We don't know, people. There's so many things in here. <laughs> is, is it yes or no? So here's one. Is a headache a symptom of coronavirus? Yep. Ask my friend. Ask my friend. But I have a headache right now, but I don't have coronavirus. But um, yes, it is one of the symptoms, fever, cough, sore throat, and headaches. But let me tell you, all that's with allergies, right? I know, allergies. Um are there people that should, oh, we talked about that, the people that shouldn't wear a mask at two years old, or if you have respiratory issues, of course, they are, they are, you, you can certainly get away with that. They always say, what is the number? The number is six feet away, everyone. That's, that is the magic number. Now, Paul said that you can, it'll spread a mile for the doctor that you're one of your clients. And, uh, you know, that's six feet. I mean, yeah, I think people can I think talk about it. It's more of precaution, you know? What exactly. I mean? Because, I mean, technically, can you still get it with a mask? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it stops it more. Right. It's like, it's kind of like the whole seatbelt thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Can you still die in a car accident or mm -hmm. get seriously injured with a seatbelt? Absolutely. I love that. But it's a precaution. I love that. Seatbelt. That's right. That's right. Wear a mask. And you know how long it took for seatbelts to actually, like, for right. them to fight that? Paul, yes. Yes. Come on. I lived that. I know you did. You know, and My I... mom talks about it. She goes, there were times where, I mean, it was rough. It was like a war on seatbelts. It was a war on seatbelts. It's seat. like it was just to save lives. Now, what's the first thing you do when you get in the car? Boom. Buckle up. That's right. You know, buckle up. And I remember laying on the back. We had a Impala or something, and I was laying on the back behind the seat. That was my spot. It's right. so crazy. I know. I mean, that yeah. just was. It wasn't even. It wasn't a law. It wasn't anything. It's just like, oh, if you're in the car, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it says when. When should I wear a, a face mask in regards to COVID? And it says when you're out in the community. And, you know, such when you're in groceries, medication, you know, getting medication or medical care, you're certainly not going in a doctor's office without a mask. Hello. And, you know, that, oh, never mind. That's another. Um, why? Okay. So here's a question because Greg was bound and determined to get the N95 respirators, the mask, the surgical mask. So he was determined to get it and I couldn't find it anywhere. So the CDC is saying, People, everyone wear cloth mask and leave the N95 respirator mask, the surgical mask for the healthcare providers. Is everyone hearing that? Please save it for those folks because they need it. Um, does coronavirus disease spread through food? As of February 21st, it's not known to transmit COVID. Not known. There's a lot of vague words here. Okay. Um, is there a vaccine? Nope. 
can can the corona disease spread through feces? And so the answer was on that one, as of five days ago, that has been found in some feces that patients diagnosed with COVID. However, it's unclear whether the virus found in feces may be capable of causing it. I I know, I know. I I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not going to touch anyone's feces, but I mean, there's that. There's probably other things you can catch from people's feces as well. This is uh, true. That's a good point. (laughs) Wait, that's another podcast. Yee! Um, can you still have sex during coronavirus pandemic? Paul hasn't had sex in five months, so. With a mask. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it says if you both are he- healthy All and well. All about precaution. <laughs> healthy and well are practicing social distancing and have known had no known exposure with COVID-19. Touching, hugging, kissing, and sex are likely to be safe. Likely. I think there are. I think we should create like a whole box full of protection stuff for coronavirus and sexual activity. You know, boxes of prophylactics, masks, full exactly. body suits. I think exactly. it'd be a good idea. It's a good business plan. Why not? You know, we have to put a comical edge to this. Okay, so does k- drinking alcohol kill the coronavirus? Good Lord, I would never have it. Um, drinking alcohol does not protect you against COVID. I mean, who in the world? Would and can and it can be dangerous. Actually, you can die from excessive alcohol consumption. So there's that. Okay, I mean, I, I really am was amazed at the number of questions that I found. That I mean, I didn't, one of them was if you add more black pepper to your food, will it help you uh, keep you from getting COVID? Actually, it's probably going to spread it more because of the sneezing factor of pepper. <laughs> this is true. This is so true. Um, can antibiotics treat the coronavirus disease? No, because antibiotics do not work on viruses. Okay, that's a no. All right. Um, can coronavirus disease spread through drinking water? As of five days ago, it has not been detected in drinking water. Okay, some of these are just silly, so I'm not going to even go there. Um can you, okay, here, we've, this is silly. Could you get Corona? It's, I think people just want to be published. Can you get coronavirus from talking to someone with, from a distance? Yes, people, you can. Okay. You, the answer is yes. Paul can't catch it from me. There's a big glass screen window between the two. We're in two different boxes. I know we sound like we're right here, but no. Um, can the Corona disease spread through frozen food? Likely very roast, low risk. Likely very low risk was the answer. What antiviral drugs are there to treat coronavirus disease? That would be a zero. There's no known, but I still go back to my friend. E. Should corona uh, should coronavirus disease patients be isolated in hospitals? And the answer is yes, but many countries have exceeded their capacity as well as states. So they are getting, uh, they're starting to do dedicated health facilities, which is interesting. I think they're doing that in Austin now, or they did that. Um, Okay. So is cleaning your home alone, uh, not alone by yourself, but just cleaning that. Okay. If you're just cleaning, is it effective against coronavirus disease? No, you have to disinfect. Must disinfect. Um, let's see here. Some of these I've gone over so much. Are people with asthma? Yes. Yes. People with asthma are higher. Are, they are higher risk than me. Uh, what is considered close contact? One more time. 
six feet. I wish you could all answer this. I feel like a teacher right now. Um, gloves. Gloves. Okay, so there, should I use gloves during coronavirus disease pandemic? Uh, you can use disposable, disposable gloves when you're cleaning and disinfecting. I mean, that, that makes sense. Think about it, guys. This is common sense. Um, or if there's someone that's been sick and you you, you don't want to touch um, blood or, or blood, bodily fluids, of course. So gloves are not necessary is what they're saying. Um, recovery time. I don't even want to talk about this because what all I could find was... Um, February 28th, it was two weeks and then some, it was, or three to six weeks. So basically, you know what that means? Don't know. Um, how worried should a healthy person be about being diagnosed? And basically, if, if you, you can go from what we were talking about earlier to asymptomatic, to having mild symptoms, then some people, uh, it's fatal. So it just runs the absolute get, gamut. Can pets get coronavirus? They're saying they don't know for sure which animals can be infected, but a tiger at the New York Zoo has tested positive for the virus. That's that the craziest thing. What is that? Makes you think about dogs. I, there was a dog, um, well, I read about it. Who knows how true it is? <laughs> yeah, this will make dog, you think differently. I know. There, there was a dog that contracted COVID. Really? Yeah. It was like in Chicago or something like that. I, I can't remember. It wasn't here, but that's just so crazy. Isn't that crazy? Who is at risk? That would be all of us. You know, what's interesting is this one does not discriminate against color, creed, or religion. Okay? We all are at risk. So some other, obviously, higher than others. Um, again, which we knew how dangerous it is. Um, can the coronavirus spread through pools and hot, top, hot tubs? There is no evidence that it can be spread to humans through the use of recreational waters. Okay, but think about it when you're in a hot tub, people. Think about it. You're socializing and you're talking and you're talking loud and nasty and spitting on each other. So that's not the hot tub water doing that. Okay. Um, so here's here. How can I best protect myself? I mean, you all know this. You've heard it, but I'm just I'm going to reiterate it. Wash your hands. Use sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, mouth and with unwashed hands. You know what? I just didn't realize how much I touched my face until, look at us. Look, Paul just pushed his hands off his, his face. Oh, my gosh. So I didn't realize how much I swab my eyes or doing so on and so forth. So it's that's you have to really pay attention to that. Social distance, six feet. Stay home when you're sick, people. Um, cover your cough, sneeze. You would think that's common sense, right? Uh, standard household clean, cleaners and disinfectants. Uh, when it's flu and respiratory season disease, get this. We talked about this. CDC recommends getting vaccinated. There it is. Um, does rubbing alcohol kill the coronavirus? Okay, this was silly. Yes, if it's not expired. Thank you. Um, yes, 70% alcohol. If it has 70% alcohol undiluted, and it does say not to drink alcohol, like in like rubbing alcohol. I wouldn't do that. Would you do that, Paul? No. <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, I've drunk things like uh, McCormick vodka, and that was about as close to rubbing alcohol as I've ever gotten, and I'll never do that again. So uh, I'd rather not. You prefer not? Prefer not. I know. I try right? to stick to more than $6 for a handle, <laughs> you know? You know, I went another day. Greg needed to. We needed alcohol for like a wound. Okay, so I went in the grocery store, and 
she said, oh my goodness, it's your lucky day. And I went, is it? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do tell me, hurry. I need a lucky day. <laughs> I need a lucky <laughs> day. She said, we just restocked after months of not having rubbing alcohol. I didn't know. Huh. I didn't know. Well, I knew that it was on a shortage. Did just you? Because, well, because of, you think about doctor's offices. They yeah. Oh, yeah. Having yeah. To, yeah. all of that. But so it's crazy. Paper. Yeah, well. Oh, golly. That's there's silly. a lot of wiped bottoms out there because there's a bunch of hoarders out there with some toilet <laughs> that's paper. True. That's true. So anyway, everyone, last but not least, I just have to say thank you. We all say thank you. And I can't say it enough. And I and I have many family members that are healthcare providers. My sister is one. And I can't tell you how much I worry about you um, because you're protecting all of us, you know, Um the teachers and the and everyone that are putting their lives at, at risk, but the healthcare workers and the first responders, I just can't say thank you enough. Um, thank you to the research teams that are trying to speed up this treatment or vaccine and trying to figure out what in the world's going on. Whatever your decision is on the vaccine, that is a personal decision, and I'm not. I don't know. That would be mine. Paul says he doesn't know either. My husband said 1,000% he's in. He's doing it. He's going to be the first in line. So there's that. Um, Thank you to the hometown heroes, the food bank, the Tarrant County Food Bank here in Fort Worth has been amazing. The meal delivery, checking on your neighbors. Thank you to all of you and all the great jobs that you're doing. But I want you to all to take this time. Are you doing your job? Are we all doing our job to control this disease? Are we doing our job? Are you doing... Your job, and is it, remember, the struggling businesses out there, all of you that our hearts bleed so desperately for, are you doing your job? Thank you to the leaders, the local, the state, national, and international levels. Thank you so much for all you're doing to keep us safe and to keep politics out of this and to remember that you're fighting for our freedom and everyone Be safe, be happy, take care of each other, and keep being fabulous. 